0: There has been so much misinformation put out from some of these crazy Karens. Blah, 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 excuse me. We have the mother. This is obviously the missing mother. And we have the child. And they just poof, disappeared. It was how he was not only going to kill me, but how he was going to kill my husband. And the race was on.
1: This is The Clone Files with Philip Carolyn.
0: Good morning. Welcome to The Klein Files. I'm Caroline and um, Philip is not with me today, but I do have a guest today, a returning guest, and that is Taylor.
1: Hello again.
0: Where, you, what is
1: this? My third fourth time? I
0: think so. Hmm. Are you enjoying being my guest?
1: Yeah, sure. I love <laughs> love podcasting. <laughs> sure. The last one was
0: fun. Oh goodness. Well, we are coming today to talk about a topic that has been, um, I don't know, near and dear to my heart, but also a lot going on lately. I I feel like
1: we've had a lot of runaway.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't you introduce the topic? (laughs) Runaway teens. (laughs) Um, we've had a lot of missing persons cases lately that have been runaway teenagers and with, um, my degrees and background and what are, whatever else, um, with children, it, this topic just really hits home, especially now that I have a preteen that is starting to become of age. And, um, he's only done it one time so far where he said, I'm not going to um, ever come back here. And I'm like, uh, no, honey, okay. is, no, that Mom's doesn't fly with mommy in this house.
1: Mom said it a few times. <laughs>
0: Um, so we wanted today to take, um, this episode to kind of talk about teenagers and, um, throw out some, some statistics to y'all, um, and just educate parents, um, on what, or, and even not just parents, but loved ones that have teenagers in their families, um, grandparents aunts, uncles, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, You know, I posted after our last missing teenager, Mm -hmm. which was what? I think like a week, a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, Uh, about two weeks. Um, after that one, I was like, you know, I always in this job, I feel like, yes, you you're, you know, yes, we're paid to investigate missing persons or Mm -hmm. domestic related situations or workers comp or whatever the case is, but in my mind, when it comes to missing persons, children, yada, 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 that whole world. Mm-hmm. I, I'm talking a lot with my hands today. The <laughs> listeners cannot see this, but <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Um, anyways, but in my mind, I want to be like an advocate for children. So I want to make sure that there are the proper... Um, what am I trying to say like the proper uh, information out there mm-hmm. in order to educate and well you
1: want to make sure that they're heard
0: I yeah mean, the first missing yes.
1: teen that I did mm-hmm. I uh, well, run away I mean technically yeah. yeah she was missing well she
0: was missing for three and a half weeks
1: I just thought going in oh she's you know
0: a troubled teen yes
1: mm-hmm. she is bad she's probably on drugs she wants to be with her boyfriend it was not like that at all
0: yeah almost like a, a I don't want to say like a slap in the face to us mm-hmm. but like um maybe like a rude awakening mm-hmm. of what we thought going into it mm-hmm. and then what the actual
1: yeah I mean I started talking truth to her was. and I was like Oh, I see myself in this child so much. Mm -hmm. Just her background alone. I was like, wow.
0: Yeah. So for, I mean, okay. So let's go over a little bit. I know a lot of people have heard from you before, Mm -hmm. but for anybody that's listening today that hasn't heard of you, you have been working with us for here at Klein Investigations for how long?
1: Almost three years now.
0: Okay. Yeah. That sounds, I I thought it was a little more than three years, but I could totally be wrong on this.
1: I came in right after or during like fall of 2020.
0: Okay. That's right. Um, and you started out as an administrator, Mm -hmm. secretary, administrator Mm -hmm. to Philip or me or both. Yeah. both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then what, so then we offered you, um, a promotion in the company to become an investigator Mm -hmm. and you took it. Tell us why.
1: Well, why did I take it? (laughs) (laughs) No, um. When I first came here, obviously it was a job. I just moved back from wherever I was living before. I'm not putting that on the
0: internet. <laughs> so you don't want to put that out there yet? No, not no, yet. I'm just kidding.
1: And um, I mean, I came in and I was just like blown away. I mean, your dad's a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so he made like you it You are seem speaking the truth, I'm sure it to seem all of our <laughs> listeners too.
1: <laughs> he made it seem like so cool. I, and it is, it's very cool. And mm-hmm. I was just like, this is this is amazing what yeah. y'all do. And then, um, I just started reading a bunch of cases and I love children and I yeah. know that's what y'all specialize in. So I was like, I have to get involved in this right. somehow. And I kind of told you a little bit, I was like, yeah, if y'all, if y'all ever need anything like in the investigation world, the, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you then, started then, doing a lot of research, like yeah. a lot of our research on, mm-hmm. in our current missing cases, um, tracking, yeah. doing the research on the areas and mm-hmm. other things, tips and stuff like that. But Facebook,
1: stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: you know? yeah. Desk, desk type yeah. research, which is what I used to do. That's how I even got into it mm-hmm. before I decided this is what my career was going to be. Yeah, I started out the same way, but, yeah. um.
1: But then the opportunity popped up and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely want to do this.
0: So that leads us to she actually got to do um, her first missing person case that was really you were pretty much wholly involved with from Mm -hmm. intake to um, or present for part, I think, part of the intake to, um, you know, the background history and then the actual surveillancing that we did um, on the day and then. With me mm-hmm. and the child being in our care, or the teen being in our care, mm-hmm. um, all the way until what time did I drop you off at your house? Like I think one thirty a.m. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, like a 8 true... a.m. to
1: 1.30 a.m. that day.
0: Yeah. Um, which was probably my quickest turnaround from the time we were hired to the time we found her. Right. Was less than 24 hours for sure. I think I want to say maybe even less than 12 hours. No, it was probably about 14 hours. Mm -hmm. turnaround, um, which is a huge accomplishment just in itself. Um, But anyways, okay, so I'm going to give y'all some stats and then um, we can talk a little bit more about our cases that we've had of recent. We've had five missing person cases in the last month. Four of those have been runaway teenagers. One of those is an adult, right? Yeah. And then all of the teenagers have been found, but the adult has not.
1: Oh, okay. I know which one you're talking about. I was confused. No, I know. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> which obviously yeah. for our listeners, I am so sorry. We cannot release yeah. names. Um, <laughs> the one that we were hired on for the adult actually is one that we will be making public um, mm-hmm. here in the very near future. It is a local case to Southeast Texas. Um, it is he uh, the individual has been missing for over a year now. Um, and so we are in the process of having our team, um, gathered from all over to assist in searching for this man, but we'll release more about that at a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So to our stats, um, some of these actually blew me away because I wasn't, uh, let me t- okay. How am I going to put this? the The stats that I found um, on runaway teenagers, I knew based off of our cases, like all the runaway teens that I've been involved in over the last almost fifteen years now, mm-hmm. um, are mostly females. But I wasn't quite sure like the percentage. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, um, well, first of all, seventy seven percent of runaway teenagers are at the age of 15 to 17 years old, which
1: I could see that is about right. Yeah.
0: I mean, there are some cases that we've had that have been, I think 14, mm-hmm. 13, 14. And I think we had our youngest one has been 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's your average. Um, out of those 15 to 17 years old year olds, you have 75% that are females, 80% of those females report either physical abuse Mm -hmm. or sexual abuse. Um, so I think that's interesting because if I look back to our recent cases, I look back to all of them, they've all been females. Mm -hmm. Um, They all have reported um, sexual or physical abuse, um, but also verbal abuse. So I think that's interesting. I mean, verbal abuse is such a complicated and tricky. I mean,
1: the one we had, she was saying, you know, it's not really abuse. And we were like, no, yeah, it is abuse.
0: And they're oftentimes led to think that the way their parents speak to them isn't a type right. of abuse. Right. Um, but if in my eyes and in, in my education and my history of the job, um, it, I do believe that verbal abuse, if the, if you're, if you have a parent or an adult that is degrading you, calling you names, telling you you're worthless, Let's that's all signs about, of verbal abuse. Right. And
1: think about what that does to you mentally. Even as an adult, you still think about what, people have said to you in the past,
0: right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sticks with you. It does. And I mean, I sit here and I think like, I have three children and they're, you know, my youngest is five. My oldest is he'll be 11 this summer. And I mean, sometimes like, especially when they're all whining you Mm -hmm. like as a parent, you just are, You can get, you can get to your own breaking point.
1: Oh yeah. You definitely get overstimulated sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, whether you have one child, whether you have three or Mm -hmm. whether you have eight, I mean, it, it happens. And so having these like coping, which we'll talk about at the end um, of this episode, but things that parents can do in order to um, help their situation at home with their children or their teenagers, um, preventative measures. But, okay, so back to my stats, I also found this to be interesting, which I'm not, I don't think I've really had um, any of our cases this quick, but it says that one-fifth of runaways return home within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So one-fifth of the, and I guess, let me backtrack, what I forgot to mention is the amount of youth runaways that we see in one year. So in one year, you can have 1.6 million to 2.8 million in a year. Mm -hmm. um, In the this is for the USA um, that run away from home. So out of that, out of those um, totals, one fifth of the runaways return home within 24 hours, Um, but only less than one percent of that never return. So I think that that's interesting when you really sit there and think about it. That doesn't seem – I don't know. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Less than 1% never return. And, like, for somebody listening to this, they probably think, oh, less than 1%. I mean, that's not very much, right? Mm -hmm. But on the grand scale, we're seeing runaways every day. Yeah. So – or at least hearing about it. I mean, all these Amber Alerts that go out for these – I guess I say for runaways, a lot of times the Amber Alerts aren't necessarily for runaways. They are for like true kidnappings Mm -hmm. or when a child is said to be in danger. Right. right? But um, also you have teens that just run away. That's their reasonings are maybe a little less. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. You'll get your, I can't even
0: tell if I'm making sense because it's like making sense in my head, but I don't know if I'm getting it out right. You
1: rebellious teens that just want to, run away yeah <laughs> I mean mom told them to clean their room so they're gonna run away they're gonna run away so you yes. have a few
0: <laughs> okay so when we look back at our cases that we've had over the last month month and a half now probably mm-hmm. um well the one the first one for you it was a lot of like what was the one thing that was stated uh, you know we can't go into names or locations or anything of that nature. But the one thing stated across the board from this individual was like, she felt treated like a slave Mm -hmm. across the board from all parties. Um, But the other ones reported either verbal, sexual or physical abuse. Mm -hmm. So um, luckily with all of them, One, two, have been reunited with their parent. One, um, let's see, this is a 17-year-old individual Mm -hmm. um, refusing to go back home. Like, will not, does not want to, has no, nothing. She just doesn't want to go. Right. Um, So what do you do in that situation? Do you know?
1: I mean, legally, no. No. Because in Texas, aren't you kind of an adult at 17?
0: So no, okay. actually. It, this is another interesting, oops, sorry about that. This is another interesting fact that I found is that there are nine states in which a runaway teenager, like it's a crime to run away from home.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so if you live in any of these states that I'm about to name, um, it is considered or looked at as a crime, but they call it a status offense. Um, so those states are Georgia, Nebraska, Utah, Idaho, South Carolina, West Virginia, Kentucky, Texas, and Wyoming. So I think, to me, I don't know. The These states are interesting to me. I mean, I think we've had missing persons in almost every single one of these states, actually. I think the only one I haven't been to is West Virginia. Um, I don't know why that intrigues me so much <laughs> because I'm like, I never knew. I never knew that it was a crime for a teenager to run away.
1: Right. I didn't either.
0: Um, and in any of the other states, if it was a state that's not mentioned, then it's technically not a crime. And so their laws might be different in viewing as a 17 year old. Um, but what I did also learn is that um yes, they call it a status offense. Um, that's technically what it is. Um, but in order for it to be legal, you have to get emancipated, which is a whole different ballgame. Right. That's legal documents and I I know for here in Texas, this is how it works. When you reach a certain age, you can go to court and ask for emancipation mm-hmm. that will allow you to choose where you want to live. And basically live as an adult. Yeah. I think you can do it at 16 in Texas. I don't think it's any time before that.
1: I don't know. I just always thought that at 17, you kind of have a choice. But I don't know. Where did no. that come from?
0: I don't know. I've well, always like heard in, that. In Texas, in the courts, like if you're from split families, and that's another thing. All of our runaways, and then also what I was able to locate in statistics, um, the majority of, and we'll go through some of these, um, they're called risk factors. Um, and some of these things that like might give you an inclination that your teen would run away. But one of the biggest things, um, that I've noticed just from our own cases, but also just history of studying, um, children and teenagers and and my psychology degree and all of that is that a lot of times these runaways are from split family homes. Um, those are, the, that's the leading risk factor of runaway teens. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but in the state of Texas, what I was going back to is in the state of Texas, you can like go to the judge and say, I would prefer to live here or do that or live there. Right. Um, but not emancipation. I mean, at 17, you're still considered a teenager mm-hmm. under age. 18 is the legal age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, You can file those emancipation uh, documents in the court. A lot of um, people that I know that have been emancipated, I say a lot, it's only been like three (laughs) over my lifetime. Um, But when I talk to them, a lot of times they say that um, they, you know, can get the documents on their own, go and file them in the court, and it's over and done. (laughs) So um, it's a fairly easy process, but – you have to want, really want to do it to know how to do it. All right. So some of our leading risk factors for runaway teenagers, um, other than the ones we already cited, of uh, physical and sexual abuse, um, split families. Um, family conflict, that is seems to be a pretty big one when it comes to disagreements in the home with the parents, with the step-parents. I mean, I think that, I think family conflict and split families, go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you can have family conflict even in, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, not single parent home, but a joint parent home where you have both mom and dad. When they probably should split. (laughs) True. (laughs) We see that too. (laughs) Um, But some other reasons um, that were cited, some of these maybe like we hear about, but I wouldn't really say I kind of thought would run into like a runaway teenager situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously substance abuse. I mean, that's a big one as they get older, they try to experiment with alcohol um, and or drugs. Um, I mean, that's just kind of, I think common knowledge, Um, you know, struggling to manage their mental health. Um, I think that's why I'm such an advocate for if you are seeing something with your child and they're just not communicating with you, it's well, a big one, then you need to get them <clears> throat> into throat> somebody that they can talk to. Yeah. Um,
1: well, a lot of times you don't even notice either.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, a lot, a lot of times parents don't notice. Well, that's why you have
1: to talk to your children. Yeah.
0: Communication mm-hmm. one one
1: Right. Um,
0: But some other factors are pregnancy, um, to be with a romantic partner, um, gang activity. I think that is kind of one around here that we hear about a lot, not specifically to runaway teenagers, though. Like we hear in the news, right, about all the gangs and Mm -hmm. the gang shootings. I mean, we've had a lot of that in Southeast Texas lately, Mm -hmm. Um, but I never... Relate that to a runaway teenager. I can see how it relates, yeah, but not something that I would go to first. Does that make sense? Well, I don't think it's
1: reported a lot. I mean, if they're in a gang,
0: right? Well, I mean, that yeah, that's true. You know, I don't know. Social rejection, bullying, child sex trafficking. Um, these are all things that. Um, can have some sort of reason as to why your teenager runs. Um, Just with the little bit of, you know, growing up, I think it's funny. Not funny, but interesting, I guess, for myself. I always knew growing up because I do come from a split family home. You come from a split family home too, don't you? Oh, yeah. How old were you? I was eight. Okay, so I was eight too, eight or nine. Um, I always knew that I, whatever I did was going to be to help children go through what I had to go through. And I probably had a, I don't want to say a better off situation. I think every situation is different. Your circumstances right. are different.
1: Everyone goes through something in their childhood. Right.
0: But when it comes to split family homes, like I never wanted a child to feel the way I felt going through as a child of divorce or a child of whatever. Um, and so I always Mm -hmm. knew whatever I did was going to be beneficial in the future. Mm -hmm. I truly thought I'd be a counselor. Like that's teacher counselor or something of that nature. I never really imagined that this would be my path. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love oh, it. I really don't
1: think anyone sees them as a, <laughs> as a pi- I mean, when I tell most people, they're like,
0: what? <laughs> you? Yeah, exactly. Me? How do you do that? See, mm-hmm. and I had, you know, the dad that was her family. I mean, yes, my dad, but other family members that were in this line of business. Um, so, but I still don't think anybody would have thought that I chose this. Right. You know, mm-hmm. in the long run. um. So now, you know, we've created our super or I've created a supervision program here. Taylor helps me out on that. And we have a lot of great conversation with our teenagers and our children and the parents. Like I had an intake yesterday. Was that yesterday? Sometime this week. I had an intake where it was almost like deja vu. Mm -hmm. And she was like tearing up. One of the parents was tearing up in our office, um, and just said that like, they really wanted to make sure that their children understood and were safe because they're asking questions. And so I think like, now I look back as to why I do what I do. And I know why I do what I do. I know I do what I, I do, why I do what I do. That all is coming out a little too fast. Um, anyways, but, uh, so Those are the risk factors that we need to look for in teens. If you have a teen, if you have a child that is showing any of these, what do you do? Do you know what you do? What would you do with your child? I almost said her name. Mm,
1: Don't do that. (laughs) Um, Um, I mean, my biggest thing, I do have a nine-year-old, but she acts like she's 16. And I know a lot of parents say that, but no, she does. She really acts way older than what she is um, I try to communicate with her and let her know I'm here I'm a friend I, d- I don't like to say like I'm your friend no I'm your mother but the way she is you kind of have to go in it mm-hmm. like you're her friend so she can understand like please, like, yeah I'll, I'll tell my mom anything and everything because she might be a little wild card when she's older
0: I could see that. Yeah. (laughs) Probably a lot like you were.
1: Yes. I'm trying to prepare for that. And I just, I don't want her to keep anything from me. Even if it means she's going to get in trouble, she does something really stupid. I still want her to like come to me and talk to me about things. I think that's the number one thing that you should be doing as a parent. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I look back with my kids and we my oldest one. um, We've been on the struggle bus with him lately. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because one of the risk factors is online enticement. And uh, that it says right here, and this came from, um, let's see, missingkids.org. So um, NECMEC, missing kids, this is, these risk factors came solely from there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about online enticement, you know, my son is really big into video games right now. Um, and yes, I don't know. I keep saying yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, I drop my girls off at gym. I go home and I find uh, my husband and my son on the couch. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? And they tell me, mom, we're gaming. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I took time to sit down because obviously it's something they both like to do. So I'm like, I'll sit down and like, mm-hmm check this out. You know, I'm not a big gamer. I mean, maybe a little Mario here and there, but yeah, (laughs) that's about it. And, um, all of a sudden I heard people talking and I'm like, does this do this all the time? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And my husband was like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. They sit here and they talk and I'm listening to the conversation that's happening. Like, they didn't have a headset on. They weren't like my, oh, those boys, my husband, ruthless and they weren't talking there. back, but you can just hear. And it's, I'm like,
1: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. uh, why is our son listening to this? Like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. So I made, I made my husband turn it off. I'm like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. So anyways, I go back to online enticement. It's like when my son has been on Roblox or some of those games that are really popular, Minecraft, mm-hmm. Um, um, there's another one I can't think of the name of it. Among Us, what? Among Us. Oh yes, Among Us. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, and he starts getting the like his whole everything about him changes. Yeah, his mindset, his attitude, his um talking back to me, um everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I've, I've heard him before. Oh <laughs> He's been here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when that happens, I'm like, okay. Obviously we need an online detox. Yeah. Like give me your tablet, give me all the things you're done. You don't get it. Mm -hmm. If you want anything, you can have a little TV when it's time to wind down and it's going to be obviously the shows that I approve of. So, because sometimes he'll try to go on and get the shows that you can find on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, no, you can watch them play on YouTube. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Anyways, I, I look back at that and I, I see some of these risk factors, not some of them, probably two of them. I can see those in him exhibit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the one time that it escalated and he was like, mom, I'm leaving and I'm running away to my grand's house. And I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> okay, honey, yeah, that is not going to work in our household because I just zero tolerance. Yeah. Um, But I do think it's important that we remain in communication with our kids. When you see some of these risk factors, what can you do to prevent or help if your child has run away? So do you know what the number one thing you should do is as a parent? No. What? Call the police. Number one. What? Yes. That's crazy. No, it's not. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) You
1: call the police.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but let's backtrack here. Mm -hmm. I say backtrack as a parent. The number one thing you should do if your teenager has run away is always call the police period that a lot of people won't think that or won't go to that. Mm -hmm. But unless you know specifically what your risk factor is, then you should be calling the police. Even if you know what your risk factor is. I mean, for instance, child trafficking, That we're hearing more of those cases right here in our own hometown because of I-10. It's the one place that is easy access to two different airports. And it goes from Florida all the way through, I don't know if it goes all the way to California or not, yeah, but
1: Houston's number one for it. So I'm mm, sure it's creeping in. Yeah. Here. And
0: how many airports do you have from oh, and point port, A to point B? Ports too. Yeah. So I mean, the police should always, always, always be called. Make a report. And then also social media is such a big thing right now. I mean, whether you like it or whether you hate it, it is what it is. We're
1: struggling with that right now.
0: And what do you mean? With me. uh, Oh. (laughs) Child. Um, Oh, yeah. Y'all are struggling with that? Yeah. Like she wants to be on social media? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I let her have one thing because it has filters and she likes to use the filters. Mm -hmm. But then I noticed like people are adding her and I'm like, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. So I do allow, well, two of my children have one social media, but it is only controlled by me. Mm -hmm. So I -hmm. allow them to use it or not use it.
1: She does do YouTube. Well, and I can read comments and I can take off comments and I can, you know, I have full access Access to it. Mm -hmm. See,
0: we, we banned YouTube in our home. I know. And I understand why,
1: but it's like her go-to. She just loves it so Mm -hmm. much and she loves making the little videos. So it's like hard
0: to, well, I mean, as long as it's controlled, as long as you're able to know what your kid is doing and there are apps out there. That you can, and I've given, um, so I've had quite a few friends that are struggling with their teens, and they reach out to me often um, about things that they can implement at home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I know Life 360 is what everyone knows, right? Yeah, we have it's that. the one thing everybody mm-hmm. knows. But there's actually another app that is a little bit better because it can, the settings on it are stricter, and you can get more from their phone than what life 360 does. And it's Mm -hmm. called bark. And so I recommended this to one of my friends and, um, she actually got back to me and was like, Whoa, this is a game changer. She was like, we
1: expensive
0: on the grand scale. It wasn't, I think it maybe 10. Well, I don't know what it is now, but when (laughs) she signed up for it and she actively uses it, she does pay. You can do like a monthly price or you can do a yearly price. I think you get discounted if you pay it by the year. But okay, she okay. is like total. She says it's a game changer. It gives yeah. any like if somebody texts her daughter's phone, it comes to her phone too. It's almost like a duplicated type situation. Oh, um, that would
1: be so annoying, though.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> my kids don't have phones yet, so they they have iPods. Yeah. Well, I take that back. LMA has a <laughs> LMA has a phone, um, but it doesn't have like sh- nobody can call her. Right, And only certain people can text her um, that I approve.
1: And for anyone hating that my nine year old has a phone,
0: <laughs> cause
1: I know I'll get some comments on that. Me and her dad are divorced. So I like that she has a phone because she goes over there and she can call me and we can communicate. And then she also hates being in my house all the time. So she goes to my brother's. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty much everywhere. So that's why I, you know, I yeah. agreed to the phone.
0: Well, I mean, it makes sense. Um, Also, I can track her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I have tracking devices in all different ways on my kids. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so there's some other forms of prevention that we um, can talk about as parents. And then just to give advice to any of our listeners that do have teenagers that may be going through something or um, live in split family homes and you're just not in communication as much as you want to be. Um, but here are some other good preventative tips. Um, number one, communicate, 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 communicate. I was telling a friend the other day, like when your child is over at the other parent's house, make sure you're texting, checking in saying, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Mm -hmm. Just something simple as much as like, love you thinking about you. Right. You know, hope you're having a great day or hope you're having a good week or whatever the case is. Um, I think that's important. More so than ever, I mean, whether you're split family home, whether you're not, being in communication. If I'm traveling um, for work and the kids are at home, I mean, I will text their devices that I have for them and I will say, hey, love you so much. Have a great day at gym Mm -hmm. or hope your swim practice is great tonight. You know, just keeping in touch when you're not there with them 24-7. Get to know their friend groups. I think this is a big one. I think that when I look back at my childhood, I had many different I was friend thinking, groups. I was thinking about my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you're in split family home, your friend groups are going to be different based off of wh- where you are with your parents. I right. mean, unless they both live on the same street or in the same city and you're still running with the same people, that wasn't the case for me. And so I did have different groups of friends, um, whether it was, through church, whether it was through my extracurriculars, whether it was through um, school, mm-hmm. whatever the case is, <clears throat> having your parents know who your friends are, who you're hanging out with, um, getting to know them as individuals, as children themselves. I mean, just you know, know their parents, know their not their history, but know like what is going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, some may say that's invasive. I don't really think that it's invasive, though. Like no. being And I think back, so both my girls are in gym and I think back to like when I'm up there or like right now we have girls that are, um, that have made it like super far this season. I mean, we've got one going to nationals, which is the whole USA. Like it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so for me as a parent, like this is what my kids love to do. So I want to, um, throw myself into what they love. Right. Right as the mother, um, but also lift up their friends. Like they have friends that they've made there, like lifting them up, helping them feel good about themselves. Just as a parent, picking my kids up, Hey, such and such, congratulations. Good luck. Right. Um, that type of thing. Like you're still getting to know their friends, the people they're around every day, whatever that looks like. Um, and then also make sure that they make sure your child knows that they're important. And they like loved yes
1: sometimes I mean kids forget I mean my daughter sometimes she'll go on a rant about how I don't love her her father doesn't love her just because she got in, in trouble for you know something that she did
0: right and I mean that's the kid like when you're when your kids in trouble that's what they go to right yeah I mean just yesterday that my little five-year-old was full on throwing a fit mm-hmm. like Wednesdays are our busy days. She did not want to go to ballet. She did not want to go to gym. She threw herself on the floor, slammed that door shut and said, I am like striking mm-hmm. like a uh, no, mm-hmm. that's not no.
1: Every time I tend to do this, I've noticed when I like yell. Well, okay. Yeah. Sometimes I yell. We all do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going okay. <laughs> I literally say, I love you so much but get away from me. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I, I tend to say, I love you so much, but you're doing this. I love you so much, but you're like you're being need, awful.
0: I need space. Like mm-hmm. I, I have no problem saying it. Like I will tell my husband, like, look, I need space right now. I've got to walk away. I've got to walk outside or vice versa. Like, um, I'll tell him, I mean, just as <laughs> uh, soon as last night, mm-hmm. you need to calm the F down mm-hmm. You need to walk out of this house before you stroke out. Like Mm -hmm. this is not okay. And so I think when it comes to like even, you know, um, parents that are married, like single family homes, seeing signs of in each other, Mm -hmm. you know, as parents, as the children, when we're seeing things, we're seeing the upset starting, we're seeing whatever that looks like, um, being able to hold each other accountable, both me and my husband, but also our children, like uh, now we've taught good communication through counseling and different techniques with our children that like if they're getting upset with one one another, this is your safe space, your room is your safe space, that's where you go to calm down. Mm-hmm. And so we instill that you know Apparently, that's just a family rule.
1: My room is her safe space. <laughs> <Just> oh man. <laughs> Never in her room.
0: <laughs> okay, and then lastly, this one took me off guard. And I feel like this could be a controversial subject, but it is actually one of the preventative measures that was recommended, and I'm not sure how I think about it. So I want to hear what your thoughts are. Mm-hmm, okay. Um but a preventative measure, um, in order to keep your teens like, this is preventative for from keeping your teen running, uh, for them not to run away. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, what am I trying to say here? You um, had it. You had it. Is change your work schedule so okay. that you're home when they get out of school. So, mm-hmm. I, okay, I have like mixed reviews about this. Okay. Like mixed thoughts, not reviews. I have mixed thoughts on myself. As a single mother.
1: I'm not doing that. I'm the one that provides the, I mean, how, how am I going to pay the mortgage or utilities or food? And how am I going to do that?
0: Yeah. No, I get that. I, I can see that. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, if
1: other people can do it, yeah, do it. Go for it.
0: Right. I mean, I sit here and look like, so our situations are different. I mm-hmm. have a husband, we're married, we are sing- single parent home. Mm-hmm. I mean, not single parent, single oh. uh, family. I can't think. Yeah. Um, you are a single parent home. Dun, dun, dun. And <laughs> <Dun>. <laughs> you are too much today. Um, so your situation is very different than mine. Right. If I can't pick up my children from school at the time they get out every day, then it's usually my husband, one of us. If it can't be one of us, then I'm going to enlist a family member to do that.
1: No, I, yeah, I have family that gets her. So it's not, you know, that big of a deal. She goes to my brothers with my nephew who's Mm -hmm. the same
0: age as her. So my thing is, and when I think about the change your work schedule thing, I think about all these kids that get out of middle school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because if we're, if we're looking at the age range of 14 to 17, that's pretty much high school. 12, 13 is middle school. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, which of course we kept my son back. So when he starts middle school, he'll be 13, I think. Um, But I sit here and I think about these kids that are walking home and some of them are walking far. She, she'll she never do that. <laughs> Mine won't either.
1: Mm-mm. I used to, but my child won't.
0: But I sit here and I'm driving down the road. I've dropped my girls off. I have to come straight through the middle school zone. Well, yeah. And there are these kids that are walking home by themselves. I know. And they're not just walking from like the school down a right. the block. They're walking miles down one of our busiest roads in Southeast Texas we, to get home. Sometimes we can't blame the parent, I, you know, no. And I'm, I don't want it to come across that. Know, I'm blaming I that parent, I don't right. Are,
1: but I'm just saying like, I don't want anyone to think that like we're blaming the parent. Cause sometimes the parent can't help it. They don't, maybe they don't know anyone who can pick up their kid, but,
0: but if we're talking about preventative measures, oh
1: yeah, true. Don't do that. <laughs>
0: I mean, how many cases have we seen where there's been a a, a true kidnapping, not a runaway teenager, yeah. but a true kidnapping just to and from school? Right. It happens. The usually schools are where they are targeted the most, mm-hmm. especially middle schools. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm change your work schedule. I think that if you can do it, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you can't, you shouldn't feel bad about it. No, I don't feel bad about it at all.
1: <laughs> but I also spend a lot
0: of time with my child. Right. I mean, it's not. I You're not seeing anything exhibited in her that would make you worry about your child. No. You not being home. Right. When she gets out of school. Right. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Well, as always, we are here to answer any questions. Um, I, again, this is a very passionate subject of mine. Um If you have a teen that you know, or I say a teen, a preteen, teenager, um, if you have one that you, uh, that's in your life, whether it's your best friend's kid or whether it's, you know, um, one of your cousin's kids or whatever it looks like for you, your own children, just make sure that you're reaching out, staying in communication, checking in, asking them how they're doing and um, being there. Because... When you start seeing some of these risk factors, that's when the worry should begin. Go
1: through a lot. They do. They do. Like Middle school and high school is hard, and teenage girls are rude. They're mean. (laughs) They're so mean.
0: Yeah. I. You know, college years were my favorite. I mean, some people love college. Some people hate college. Mm -hmm. I hated high school. I literally hated high school I was
1: friends with everyone but also like I have a tendency to be mean and not let people you know run all over me Mm -hmm. so it was fine I I had to find that in
0: my adult years (laughs) yeah I
1: I grew up pretty fast I mean I was never mean to anyone I'm still never mean to anyone but I like handled it myself yeah but some like my child she's sensitive
0: she won't be able to Yeah, my youngest will be fine. My other two, they're pretty sensitive. Your youngest will be fine. Yeah.
1: You would think mine would be fine, but she's sensitive.
0: Oh, sweet thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we are out of time. Thank you all for tuning in today. Um, If there are any questions, concerns, comments, I mean, I would love to know what other parents think about this whole change of work schedule thing. Um, So if you have any thoughts on this, email them, comment on our Facebook page. You can find us at the Klein files on Facebook. Um, We are also on Instagram at Klan Investigations. And as always, you can find our um, podcast on any podcast platform. So just search the Klan Files and you can find us then. Taylor, thank you so much for being my guest today. No problem. Philip will be back next week. So hopefully we'll get um, him back on soon. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.
1: the Klein files, I'm in a grumpy mood.
0: Blah blah blah. And you know what they say, assuming, makes an ass of yourself. My name's Philip Klein and I'm a fixer. And I am. It's a real damn thing.